Welcome to the Plant Cunning Podcast, where we explore a relationship to plants, other people, and the mysteries of nature. Coming to you from the High Allegheny Plateau in central New York, we are your hosts, A.C. Staubel and Isaac Hill. Ah, it's the first snow! Yeah, we got the first hard frost and the first snow last night. I was actually in a sort of nearby college town today at the Dollar General, and one of the employees there was a young person who had never seen snow before. They're from Florida, and I got to kind of witness someone see their first snow. Yeah, this is a bit different than Florida. Yeah, for sure. Yep, this is actually unseasonably warm for this area this time of year. The first frost last year was a month ago, and... Well, uh, it was two months ago. The f- we had we've had some light frosts, but oh, this yeah. was the first like really like hard frost. Mm-hmm. And uh, but oh. yeah, we had a light light frost, you know, previously in September, mm-hmm. our first September here. But this we we only got our first light frost in in middle of October this year, so that was that's actually pretty late. Yeah, going out to the birds this morning to take care of them. The water was frozen yeah. and uh, the hose was frozen, so we had to let that warm up. Yeah, I got to have to turn that off at night. Yeah. <laughs> now. Yep, now it's winter. But we got our um our winter uh quarters for the ducks and geese ready. I finally got that set up and I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Isaac so. did a great job building this uh little pole barn for them. Yeah, shout out to Ray who helped help me dig those those holes yep. and get the Came post by with up. his big auger. Very, yeah, very helpful for it the. It's taken me like three days to dig those holes. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's winter. I mean, it's not officially winter. That'll be you know over a month. But um, it's definitely it's it's winter. <laughs> yeah, it is. Start. It's starting to be to really be winter, and this yeah. is that time of year where traditionally you know you get the last harvests in. Um, you harvest the, uh, the livestock that you don't want to keep over the winter. And that's something that we're going to have to do here soon. Um, which is a little, little you know, I've done it before, but it, it's, a, it is a little, um, unnerving sometimes. And, you know, yeah, especially when you get, you get attached to, to some of them, but yeah. Well, before we go too far into talking about all of our winter prep and, and what we've been doing here at the farmstead, um, we just want to. Make sure to thank our patrons. Yeah, thank you to all the patrons, especially our new patrons. Okay. Uh, okay, I thought we were going to do like every other. I can't read. I can't read. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweet. So we got Kay and Cody, Dietra and Portia. Thank you so much and welcome to the community. And um, thank you for all of our patrons who have been a part of the community over there. And uh, also, if you're a patron, make sure to check out the little uh, note that we posted. It's about if you have any questions for a uh, a, a guest, an we, exciting upcoming herbalist guest that we don't really want to say you know yet, but uh, our patrons now know. So yeah, uh, if you, so if you you know one of the perks of being a patron is you get to um, ask questions. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, if you have any burning questions for this this person, then then let us know. And then another time-sensitive thing that we wanted to talk about was an upcoming class that BotanicWise is putting on. So BotanicWise is this online educational forum that has been crucial the last few years. I learned about them at the beginning of COVID, 
and they were just pumping out all these free online classes with like my favorite herb teachers and mentors um, who were talking about COVID and what to do. And it just gave me a whole new um, perspective and like, you know, tools as an herbalist in the crazy times to move forward. Yeah, so they have a class with Paul Bergner, who's an amazing clinical nutrition herbalist who is um, teaching about food intolerances and food for optimal health. So if you sign up through our affiliate link that we're going to share, um, then we get a small percentage of that sale. So Yeah, it'll be right in the description. So if you want to do this class, make sure to click it, click through our affiliate link because that will help us out too. Yeah, so it's a class that's for everyone, like an individual who just wants to learn about their um, own nutrition and health through the lens of food intolerances, um, as well as like herbalists, you know, for clinical herbalists or other health practitioners who want to learn some diagnostic skills. He's going to really teach you how to find out about food intolerances without having to like rely on expensive tests and things like that. Um, And... Well, it's, it's just really important to know about food intolerances because if you have an underlying, underlying food intolerance, no matter how many herbal Band-Aids you put on it mm-hmm. or phar- you know pharmaceutical Band-Aids you put on it, it's not going to solve that underlying if, yeah, problem. Yeah, if you're just keeping eating a food that's causing inflammation systemically and you don't realize it, um, yeah, then no matter what tincture you take or supplement – it's still going to be causing that inflammation. So it's amazing how many people have um, suffered for years or with diagnosis or not, um, and then just eliminating dairy or wheat or corn or something can really make all the difference. It's amazing. And this is not medical advice. We are not doctors, but this has been the experience of a lot of people, including us. Yeah. Yeah, last winter we did a three-month elimination diet um, I was taking a Tammy Sweet class. And she studied with Paul Bergner, right? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, most of what she was talking about with this elimination diet was inspiration from Paul Bergner, but that she's integrated into her practice as an herbalist. Um, and she's actually one of the guest teachers for the course. So Paul's teaching classes every Tuesday, and then there's five different guest teachers, including Tammy Sweet. Um, who will be teaching on Thursdays. And it's just such an all-star lineup, actually. It's like some of my favorite herb teachers. Tammy Sweet, Deb Soul, who is just this amazing, like, plant spirit of human. Um, And David Winston is another guest teacher for this Food for Optimal Health course. So it's just such an all-star crew. But back to our experience with the elimination diet last year. We did three months with no sugar and dairy and corn and just, like, all the common – inflammatory foods um just to see how we felt and do like a reset and it was really helpful that we were both doing it I think you know having the support of each other and like the whole household just eating the same foods which is just us two but (laughs) right but it's just like crucial like if you're sharing meals you know yeah but also like having the um having a a cohort to go through this with and a teacher um, makes it a lot easier than just trying to do it on you, by yourself. Yeah, so part of the class actually is after the class ends in January, a 40-day food challenge. And so you get to go through with Paul Bergner and Botanic Wise's um, owner, Karis Lindruth. They guide you through this 40-day elimination diet. So you have like a set time. 
and a whole community. There's like over 100 people who have already signed up for the class who are going to be going through this together if you choose, um, which is free. It's included in the class, but normally 125 bucks. So it's kind of an amazing opportunity to go through this elimination diet, you know, with some homies. Yeah. And the class was a lot more than just the elimination diet, but uh, it gives you like the framework for understanding why it's important too. And it is a part of it, but it's also something that we did, you know, last year and was really helpful for us. Um, especially because like everyone has all these ideas and, and sort of beliefs about diet and a lot of them are contradictory, you know, like I, you've got raw vegans over here. You've got like raw carnivores over here, <laughs> you know, and a lot, a lot of different people Everything in between. In between. Uh, but I think the main thing is that everyone has a different need. Everyone has different needs. Everyone yeah. has different, uh, body types, you know, blood types, whatever you call it. Everyone has a, a different ideal diet. And that also might change throughout your life. Mm. Like, um, I know for me, like I need certain foods, um, to be healthy and one of those is meat and animal fat but i also think you know it's very important for me lots of vegetables especially greens mm. and that's something i try to do every day you know greens and and uh all sorts of those vitamin rich foods but I also at, at a, a certain point in my life i was actually a vegan and um like when i was <laughs> it was actually when i was uh 10 my mom who is a little bit of uh an eccentric individual and <laughs> I, I give her credit for, for all my uh, my nuttiness, that my <laughs> Uranus <laughs> placement. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so we all, my whole family was vegan for a number of years, and that gave me a totally different perception and perspective on diet and my health. And I was a little bit uh, unhealthy before that, um, but and also you know like people people can do different like be, people can be vegan for instance and eat just like a lot of uh wheat like white wheat those carbs Mm -hmm. that are yeah and or and that's not very healthy either so but at the same time certain certain other people like wheat is very important for them Mm. you know like that's a staple part of their diet um but the the great thing about like an elimination diet though is that you go down to the bare minimum and then you can see what each of the different food groups food types how they all interact with your body so you can tell by personal experience what foods are good for you and what foods are not and unbalancing and Mm. inflammatory yeah we did this three months of you know the bare bare minimum but it was actually really like delicious foods that we were eating instead of potatoes we were eating sweet potatoes um instead of you know tacos with cheese you know we would have like tacos with veggies and lots of roasted roots and so I didn't feel like I was missing out very much you know I felt like we were we did a really good job of creating these great meals and we found the things that worked best for us and would kind of repeat those recipes week after week week after week but then as we were introducing foods back in you would give each food like a week or two you'd be like all right today we're gonna try corn for this week and then next week we're going to try potatoes and next week we're going to try cheese or whatever and so that's one cool thing about it it's like you set the time frame that you want to do and it's not forever and it gives you that will to make it through those 40 days or 90 days like we did yeah it's in a certain way it's a fast mm-hmm. and i've found that these sorts of fasts can be very helpful 
in a lot of different ways. And so like routinely, like at least every year I do like a media fast, um, or another kinds of fast, but media fast can be very helpful. I mean, it was at this time last year that I was doing a media fast where I didn't, um, watch any videos. I didn't watch any, any YouTube, any TV shows, any movies, um, didn't no listen Facebook. to podcasts, no Facebook, um, n- none of that stuff. And I did read, which is, you know, is a kind of media, but, <laughs> um, you can kind of set for your, you set for a specific period of time, what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. And those are really, really helpful for, um, building will and taking it, reducing the noise and all the overload of all the, yeah, all the other voices going on. And food, actually, like, it's like each, each different food has its own voice and its own spirit, too. And, like, you know, reducing your – what you're eating is also a good way of, of um, getting to a getting to a still point mm-hmm. and really seeing what is, is, is helpful and what is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm not, like, an ascetic person in general, you know. Um, I'm definitely – like the world is good, you know. I, I think, that, you know, I'm not I'm not world averse as there are a lot of, so, you know, a lot of religious traditions are definitely more ascetic, more like world averse. Uh, but um, it, I think it is definitely helpful to do uh, these kind of uh, fasts for, and you can do these do this with uh, media, with different foods, um, with sex. You can do it with a lot of different things, um, and. Yeah, it really shows you how dependent you are on certain things too. Um, but anyway, that's just that's my experience with these kind of things in general. And I also like to do it in the winter. You know, like I feel like the winter is such a good good time for study and reflection in general, but also um, for you, you know getting in touch with that that deeper and uh, underlying thing. And also, you know, I I well, everyone's got a different like lifestyle and a different schedule and so on. But for me, you know, I'm in the summer, I'm just go, go, go. <laughs> and there's just so many things that I've got to do. The, the winter is more a time of rest. and Yeah, I, the fall is kind of the um, time of like gluttony in a way where you have the most of the harvest and certain things maybe aren't going to last all winter. And so you got to kind of enjoy them during yeah. the final season. Yeah. All the holiday feasting that occurs in like November and December cause does make sense, and then it does kind of make sense to like slim up in January and be like, all right, let's like do the media fast or the the food fasting, and you know, start to look within and feel like have the time for inner reflection after so much like social and celebrate celebratory times, you know? Yeah, but yeah, right now. That t- that's the cycle of our year is is in the last harvest, and so we're just trying to get everything done. We've mm-hmm. we we we've been pretty good. Like we've got mo- like most of the root crops in. Um, we've got most of the garlic in the beds. Um, we brought in all the squash and pumpkins, potatoes, yeah. and uh, got the we're getting the the space for the birds ready, and um, our, all of our firewood stacked. Yep. Lots of firewood. <laughs> yeah, we are. We've been we've been having fires in every night or every you know today. Yeah. It's been going on all day. Yeah. So it's just that time it's of the year. Chilling. But it's like that last last bit of of like effort. Mm-hmm. We're summoning all of our endurance to like get yeah. everything done. Uh, but I really we really just like 
I want to rest. <laughs> I look forward to sitting in that rocker with my hide down and a book in my hand or maybe a crochet project just by the wood stove all day, not have to go anywhere, do anything. But we're not there yet, no, actually. I'm not there yet. No. no. Even no, no matter how much how much we would like to be there. Yeah. It's not quite not quite time. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> actually in like the busiest time of year because I'm a herbal product maker and I sell my products at market and so the busiest time is this season, you know, November November and December. Yeah. Orders start coming in and I'm at festivals and fairs on the weekends and making products, restocking things. Yeah, but it's also important to note that like all of this activity at this time of of the year and all through the summer is what makes it possible for us to be able to rest in the winter because we true. have everything we need then. Yep. You know, we've we've been uh, busting busting our butt all <laughs> Yeah. to to get ready for the winter. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting we're not traveling this winter. Yeah, well, we didn't travel last winter either. Or the I, year before. Yeah, it's been kind of, you know, weird times to travel, but... Yeah, I mean, this is also our third... I think this is the exact day of our third anniversary of, of being at this at the, yes. this, this uh, farm, this mm-hmm. homestead. So, yeah, we're going into our third year here. Yeah. And it's definitely been a huge lifestyle change. Because, yeah, in previous years, we would be, we would both be traveling. Like, I would I would go with my band down to uh, the south and the west every winter... In my business, traveling herb farmer, I would travel in my mini bus across the country and usually end up in the warmer climates of like Southern California and Arizona and New Mexico Yeah. for extended periods of time. Yeah, I just got a little bit of the travel bug, but I am happy that we're going to have one more winter here. But maybe next winter we can make some plans maybe. to go west. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, we have the animals. Having animals is a thing. Yes. Yeah. Right. But we're we're making it work, and this is you know a very pleasurable place to be in the winter too. Even though yeah. there's a lot of snow. Well, yeah, that time for rest and relaxation, yes, and study, and you know, and being on the road is really not relaxing. Oh no, no. Unless you like get somewhere and you stay there for a month at a beautiful campsite or something like that. But you know, it's wondering where you're going to sleep every night and what you're going to eat, and you know all the logistics of traveling and being on a highway and yeah it's a hard lifestyle it is and it's been it was really good for in in my 20s but (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 no i definitely love it but yeah um yeah just feeling a little i guess a little bit of the travel bug because our neighbor is on his way to go van life yeah for the winter so we're gonna be sending him off soon but here i am making potpourri and uh you know crafting herbal products i'm actually really excited about this potpourri that we made yesterday it's something i'm going to sell in little cute bags for the markets that i'm doing and it's like rose petals and hemlock and um, acorns and oak leaves and just all these like little magical things from the forest floor that i doused with essential oils and so it can be put in a bowl or you can you know just keep it in the bag as like a car freshener for the house and it's just such a beautiful like woodsy deliciousness i was just like squealing when we were making it with joy (laughs) she was actually squealing (laughs) yeah so i'm excited about that and if you are in the city this weekend i'm actually going to brooklyn for a market that fad fad markets are putting on in brooklyn it's the early bird holiday market 
market at City Point. So I'll put that in the show notes too if you want to come visit me and get a little potpourri bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or my salve or, you know, muscle rub and well, t-shirts. Yeah, you, you can also order um, from online at, you know, travelingoverfarmer.com. Yeah. But yeah. this this market I'm excited about because I'm actually sharing a table with my friend Lynn of the People's Gold, which is um, a similar product line apothecary to mine. We actually went to herb school with Seven Song together a few years ago, and I'm super excited to be vending with my fellow herbalist friend. So if you're in the city, come on down. That's New York City, right? <laughs> right. The city is New York City. There are other for, cities in the for, world. Uh, yeah. For me right now, <laughs> being in New Yorker now. New Yorker. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is really a world of difference, Central New York and New York City. It is. Uh, I you know I I prefer a little bit to be out in the country, but you know that it's it's a it's it's nice to be close. And I mean, we're like four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. We're as, we're kind of as close to New York City as we are to like Boston and and Philadelphia, but. Yeah, it's, it's true. We, it's it's nice to be able to to, to go there for absolutely. Things. Yeah. yeah, I love visiting cities, spending some time there. Yeah, but you know, I'm a farmer, so the country is really my home. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Well, I guess that's that's most of what we wanted to talk about. It's kind of a little a short shorter just uh, check in. Uh, we've got some really amazing interviews coming up. Um, I've been excited about the ones we've, we've had and we've, and we've got some, I, I, we, I don't want to jinx it, but you know, we've got some amazing guests <laughs> coming up and, uh, I think that you'll be really excited to hear what they have to say. So stay tuned to the plant cutting podcast. Thank you to all of, all of you listeners, all of you patrons, everyone who supports us. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Lots of love. See you next time.